Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the People's United Center for Women in Business podcast. Today, we are so excited to announce our new series, Mental Health in the Age of COVID. Here with us today is John Jeffcoat, the founder of Infinity Music Therapy in Southington, Connecticut, to talk about mental health during COVID and her experience as a woman business owner in Connecticut. Jonna founded Infinity Music Therapy Services in 2010. She received her bachelor's degree in music therapy with a second major in psychology from Charleston University, uh, Charleston Southern University in 2007. She is also nationally board certified through the Certification Board for Music Therapists. So I'm now gonna turn it over to Jonna. Jonna, tell us about yourself and what inspired you to start your business. Thanks, I love actually being here. So. I started my business in 2010. It was really out of a desire to want to see music therapy and healthcare focused more on our clients rather than the almighty dollar. Um, at that point in time, I had had a, you know, quite a bit of experience working with children with developmental disabilities. I was working in group homes for adults with developmental disabilities, had worked in rehab placements and kind of a little bit all over the place. but. Music for me growing up was always my sense of escape, and it's what got me into the field of music therapy to begin with. Um, I'm very transparent. I, I do have a couple of mental health diagnoses myself. I have generalized anxiety disorder, major depressive disorder, and PTSD. So music has really helped me as a coping strategy, and I wanted to be able to provide the general public the ability to access this allied healthcare system that most people are completely unfamiliar with. I am a sole parent of a child with autism. So I've gotten to see firsthand from a parent standpoint, the impact of the therapeutic applications of music on social communication skills, emotional regulation, and just about everything else across the board. Um, so Infinity's kind of had that mission with the belief that the possibilities are endless since we founded and we've looked to really customize services for children, adults with developmental disabilities, mental health disorders, neurological needs. And I'm also currently the only clinician in Connecticut, one of a handful in the country, that is a perinatal uh, music therapist. So I also work with um, families that are expecting a birth of a new baby and all of this, the fun stuff that kind of goes along with that with pain management and developing womb songs and just, you know, growing a family. So, well, first of all, that's awesome that, you know, transparency, transparency, sorry, I can't pronounce that word today, transparency in uh, mental health, I think is really important because I think the more we talk about it, the more we don't feel like we have to hide it or we can be more open and honest and all that. So that's awesome. Um, can you tell me a little bit about music therapy? Like what, what, in, what does music therapy entail? So music therapy is a database allied health profession that uses music and music-based interventions to target non-musical goals and objectives. So we think about our brain and all of the unique functions of it. Music is the only thing that's processed globally in the brain on both sides. It's processed in our amygdala, so the emotional processing center. It's closely tied to memories. That's why we can, you know, remember every song that we heard back when we were a kid or our older adults with dementia who lose the ability to speak but can still sing songs from their 20s. It's tied really close in your memory. It's worked in your motor cortex, so it helps regulate our um, 
you know, our overall motor function. That's why if you walk down the street with a bunch of people, everyone's feet lines up. That's entrainment. Mm-hmm. So music's processed all over the brain with all of these unique functions and can actually impact, you know, your respiration, blood pressure, pain management levels, all of that stuff. So music therapy is an established allied healthcare profession, which means you need a minimum of a bachelor's degree or equivalency in music therapy, which includes training in psychology, childhood development, arranging, conducting, composing of music, clinical treatment plans, data analysis, 1,200 clinical training hours as a music therapist, clinical proficiency in guitar voice and piano minimum, and a national board certification as a music therapist. So it's very in-depth. Music therapists work just about anywhere that you would see another clinician. Um, We work in special education, rehab facilities, Infinity actually works across all ages and disabilities. So we've worked with children with problem sexual behaviors, individuals within foster care, older adults diagnosed with dementia, teens who have had a traumatic brain injury, children with autism, uh, just about any population you can name um, using music as a modality. They don't have to know how to play music. It's about an appreciation for music. And we create the accessibility and what we're doing to help them work on whatever goals are on their plan. Wow, that's amazing. Um, so what are some of the challenges of working in the mental health field as well as, um, you know, for you also being a woman business owner during this time, like with COVID and everything? So, I mean, it, it's this double-edged sword, you know, working in mental health to begin with depending upon where you're sitting, like you said, there's this stigma, right? No one wants to talk about it. It's okay to say that you had the flu and you were vomiting, but heaven forbid you say, I'm having a bad mental health day and I need to take a day off. Um, So there is this stigma, especially with our kiddos who have individualized education plans within special education that have an educational diagnosis of having an emotional disturbance. And they're seen as, quote, the bad kids, as opposed to that is a method of communication to express something is is wrong. Um, so we're working a constant uphill battle. I've worked with individuals who are registered sex offenders and individuals who are in post-correctional settings and get the comments from other clinicians, well, aren't you afraid of them? And some of my guys that I've worked with, so when they tell their stories, they have legit reasons of of why they are the way they are and as a society we haven't quite learned of how to approach situations with the mindset of it's not about you know what why they like what what's wrong with them it's about what happened to somebody to make them act the way that they do because our brain is forever evolving um so that is a constant uphill battle when it comes to mental health within the world of covid and being a business owner, there's been a lot of complications with programs such as the Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services that were funding so many of our clients to receive music therapy and work on rehabilitation, anger management, positive coping skills, communication, that because of all of the state closures stopped funding music therapy, leaving some of our populations of individuals without access to a form of treatment that was working. Children in foster care that are survivors of abuse and trauma that maybe have reactive attachment disorder or oppositional defiant disorder that were making significant gains and now isolated, often without the accessibility to technology to engage in services such as telehealth that is still available now. 
So we're seeing an increase in um, suicide rates as well as getting referrals for um, children, teens, and adults that are experiencing grief, loss, um, signs of trauma as a result of the closures. And, and as a business owner, I'm facing how do I provide accessibility to my clients while not being able to give away services because I still need to put food in my child's mouth. Um, as a sole parent and the sole parent of not only a child with special needs, but a small business owner that was heavily impacted by COVID, it's how do I maintain my own mental health because you can't pour from an empty glass. I'm trying to, you know, take care of a child who's homebound while still creating accessibility for services and taking care of my therapists that work on my team because they also can't pour from an empty glass. So it's it's the balance across so many different situations and it's not a one size fits all scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I love that analogy. I think it's something that applies to all of us, no matter how, you know, skilled you are a lot of time. Like, I I remember seeing this meme about uh, therapists where it's like, well, why are you anxious? Just look in your notes, like some stuff like that. So it's important to remember that we all, you know, we all struggle right now. It's all very, you know, we can all come together in this issue, I feel like. Um, so why do you think it's important that, you know, we're shedding a light on mental health and women business owners during COVID? Well, I mean, mental health has been a constant uphill battle, like just shedding a light on that to begin with, right? You know, it's, I coach business owners across the country, especially therapy business owners, and they're constantly, you know, questioning, like, what do I get for staff benefits? And I'm like, you can give things that are free, like mental health days, like put that into your, your plan that staff don't have to call you pretending to cough and sneeze to get a day off of work, recognize mental health is a reason that, you know, time might need to be off. So, you know, it's important right now to, sh- to, to, to shed a light on that, but women for <laughs> forever have been seen as primary caregivers, right? And Oftentimes, like stay-at-home moms are not looked as having, quote, real jobs. And we've gone from, you know, these stay-at-home moms looking at that one isolated population that were, you know, cooking, cleaning and stuff, but at least their children might have been, you know, at school during the day, they get the reprieve, are now on essentially 24-7. You know, business owners are trying to figure out the balance between everything and we look at like you know someone like myself that I sit on all three demographics I'm a you know a a stay-at-home parent business owner and I have my own mental health issues that I need to keep in check and if if we don't do a good job as a community of kind of coming together and shedding a life light on the situations that are happening we're going to continue to lose our businesses to COVID not because of lack of clientele because of lack of balance of being able to maintain home and work at the same time. Um, You know, young children, we have a lot of of parents of kids with special needs that are crashing and burning right now that are unable to access the resources needed. Two on one is, is trying, but are inundated because of the COVID phone calls or other matters, which makes two on one services even harder to obtain right now. Um, and just access to therapy and healthcare is becoming more difficult just because of red tape, insurance, reimbursement, and all that fun stuff. So it's 
we need to work today or there's not going to be a tomorrow. We're going to start losing people to, you know, depression, suicide, alcoholism, and we're already seeing the increasing, increasing trends in that. Yeah, of course. Well, is there anything uh, specific that you would like us to highlight about your business or anything you want to let the people listening know about your business? Um, just anything now is your time. Sure. So, you know, people get really confused about music therapy and, you know, I have to learn how to play an instrument or, you know, my child's nonverbal or how is that going to help? And, you know, music, music's a natural part of all of us, right? Our heartbeat and cycle, we sleep in cycle. Like we all, we have natural rhythms to us and music naturally restores that. Um, it, it's not about like going to listen to classical music and sing Kumbaya and ah, oh, we're healed. Like that's not how that works. Um, music as a form of therapy can include rap, R&B, rock, you know, people aren't aware of that. Um, and when it comes to, you know, I just talked a little bit about the perinatal music therapy side of things, working with families that are expecting a baby during COVID when there's so much uncertainties, masks and hospitals, support personnel, you know, there's a lot of um, trauma that's being built up around that. The therapeutic applications of music with a clinician can help process that as well as provide avenues for um, pain management within labor and delivery. Um, so, you know, that's the highlight of, of my business. We travel, we provide, you know, telehealth services. But even beyond that, I really just want to urge the community to look at the, the individuals where we're surrounded by as we social distance that we don't know what's happening behind closed doors. And we're in an era where everyone's afraid to help because they're afraid of catching things. And if we do not come together as a community, we're not going to have a community on the other side of this. There's still a way to love on each other while we socially distance and navigate this pandemic that we never thought we'd have to face in a lifetime. Absolutely. Well, Jonna, thank you so much for taking the time to come onto our podcast and being in our new series. Um, to everyone listening, you can visit her website, infinitymusictherapy.com for more information or check out her Instagram and Facebook pages um, at Infinity Music Therapy. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Jonna, and I will see you next time. Thank you.